Hello and welcome to another episode of the Whizbang Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Goodall. My guest today is Jocelyn Hampton. Am I saying that right, Jocelyn Hampton? Mm-hmm. Funk yep. singer, soul singer, funk band leader, <laughs> overall icon. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm hosting a podcast. It's always okay for me. <laughs> I'm getting used to it. I'm easing into uh, being a, a broadcaster. Yeah, I have no experience in that whatsoever. None so. whatsoever? <laughs> you use your voice, though, for a living. Yes. Tell me a little bit about how you just, where does it come from? How'd you get into music at um, all? Well, let's see. I I think I just, it was born and I was born with it. Like, my grandparents are in music on both sides. Um, my family, church everything like it's been ingrained in me since birth in the household yeah i learned to play piano the same way it was just like there was always a piano in the house it didn't seem like a big pivot for me to just start playing i'm assuming that's the same kind of thing i have in my notes here though your stepdad your stepfather has a history in the music business why don't you illuminate me real quick to uh his his upbringing marty has uh, always loved funk music. Uh-huh. So, you know, and he loves Prince. So, you know, he's always been into those things. He played in a jazz, oh, not a jazz band, Lord, a blues band. Gotcha. Um, don't have me lying about the names of the people. He'd be more equipped to tell you because <laughs> I will straight mess it up. Nah, they're, but, I, I wrote them down. They're big names. Yeah. Buddy Guy is one of them, yeah. I think. I have one written down here, too. Um, Van Morrison briefly, perhaps? Is that right? Don't have me lying. I told you. Okay, okay. so you're not trying to name drop. <laughs> I ain't trying to name drop because I'm going to tr- mess it up every time. I'll hey, th- you. That's the reason I have a legal pad here. <laughs> I don't want to mess anything up either. But he does he play in your band? Yes, he is. The Sweet Compression. Yes, he is co-leader of the band. Co-leader, okay. He basically kind of came to me with the idea of doing the band because he knows I enjoy singing. I enjoy music. Sure. Um, I was doing cover a cover band in town mm-hmm. for a while um and he was like do you think you might want to start our own band with original music and i'm like yeah why not let's do it yeah original so, music is always a good idea yeah and he was just like well i don't really know if you'd be interested in you know the funk or you know where it's real instruments i know a lot of music is computerized these days and it's not going to be like a chart topper you know billboard top 100 type thing it'll be you know more of a laid back kind of funk, you know, he'll he get into the you know, real music, real musicians. I'm like, uh, sign me up. Right, right. <laughs> That's my, I like that. I don't, I mean, I'm not really into, don't get me wrong, I like the radio on the music. I mean, well, can't speak today. The music on the radio sure, today. Sure, same. Um, but I'm definitely more into the old school funk r&b soul singing that you don't really get that much anymore right these days it's just flat foot singing type thing flat so, foot singing what does that mean where you just stand up there and sing like you have the beyonce's <laughs> of today all gyrating and dancing right. while they're singing and entertaining you with every part of their body okay. and i'm more of a stand up there and sing type S- of girl just so. sing just sing it's I just mean, about the vocal can i do all that it, right now Post-COVID, probably not. Be a little winded, (laughs) a little parched. I can't do that right now. Right, I got uh, you. (laughs) But yeah, I'm more of a stand up there and sing and give it your all. Give it, you know, give it everything you got. Well, you certainly do. Your band, too, is like one of the crispest 
things I've heard come out of a PA system in a long time. Like I, I saw you guys a couple of times and you played on a bill with Ona once mm-hmm. as well. And it's a sight to see and uh, listen to. Obviously it's like, I mean, I know what you're talking about with making music directly for the radio, but like, if it's not authentic to you, authentic to you, it's not going to work anyway. I agree. So you definitely have to just do what you know and what works for you and maybe try to adapt it as you go along. Mm -hmm. Tell me about a little bit like your influences as a vocalist, because I am a self-taught vocalist. I have no technique. I blow out my voice after one gig. I need this might become like you just uh, a vocal lesson if you want to do that. Um, well, my influences, of course, growing up, were all same as pretty much a lot of other people's, you know, sure. the Aretha, right. Shaka, Whitney, you know, even Mariah Carey. I loved to hear her hit those high notes and sure. things. So and then, of course, you have inspiration from church, even my own aunts and grandmother and mm-hmm. people who would tear the house off, the, you know, the roof off the church, you know, yeah. so. I kind of try to put all of that into everything that I'm doing. Um, of course, I did college for a little while, and I ended up doing uh, opera. So okay. I was operatically trained to do some things that as well. Make, that makes a little bit of sense. So, you know, I try to incorporate everything into myself and what I do to make me kind of stand out from other people if I can. I try not to emulate anyone, but use them as right. inspiration. Right. Where'd you study? Uh, Kentucky State University. Okay, that works. Maybe I'll. Maybe that's what I need to do. I need to study opera <laughs> just so I can learn how to sing my own little songs. I will say, doing opera, it was really hard to go back into R and B because you use a different part of yourself. Like, really, I mean, you still need to engage your diaphragm and breathe and you know warm up, which is something I've been horrible at. Like warming up, warming up. I have not been doing it, and it's like. You'll end up, like you said, blown out by the end of the gig. Mm-hmm. You have to warm up. If mm-hmm. you don't, you'll be. <laughs> okay, warm up. I need to warm up. Let me write well, that down. At least five minutes, at the very least. I five never, minutes. I never warm up, and it uh, totally and makes it sense. And it makes a huge difference. I'm telling you. But did you, did you like? Because I know, like in the jazz world, like if you're learning jazz saxophone or like jazz vocal or whatever, I mean, you'll transcribe and then try to like imitate it. Did you do the imitation thing of like? singing along like note for note with these these okay that's what you absolutely yeah i mean i still for me like ad-libbing and things is not something that comes extremely natural to me Mm -hmm. i basically any any even when i if you see a show a lot of the times you'll you could probably sing along with me yeah um unless something just changes in the moment which of course that happens where you'll decide to go somewhere else and when i do the band usually like Oh, that was different. <laughs> the, key, the keyboard players looking around. I don't know what it is about keyboard players and looking around going, is, are we playing the right thing? Because I uh, that's my role in my band is uh, just looking around, making sure everybody's doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and even if we're not, you know, people make mistakes. We'll look at each other and laugh and keep on going. Yeah, that's all you got to do. What you do. Okay, that's interesting. So maybe that's what I got to do with trying to learn voice is I got to I gotta pick somebody. I don't even know my my range. I'm assuming just by my speaking voice, a tenor. Yeah. Possibly. If you're talking, could you? Do you even know what my vocal range is? Just talking it's to me right now. It's impossible to tell. Listen, you have Mariah <laughs> Carey who sounds like a bass when she speaks. Sometimes, like, right. have you ever heard a speaking voice like, "Hi, I'm Mariah Carey." <laughs> like, whoa, wait a minute. But she up here in the Tweety Bird land right. singing, so yeah. you can't really gauge that off of someone's speaking voice. Okay. Um, I would just say you said you played a keyboard. Right. Do it. Scales. 
Scales. Start from the bottom. Scales. Or start at middle C and go down to see how far you can go. Start at middle C, go back up and see how high you can go. Before, what do you mean, how far you can go before it sounds like shit? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> before you are breaking windows and calling people to want to murder you. Okay, yes. okay, <laughs> I got you. Well, man, this is a, that's informative. So now I'm like inspired to go home and try to figure it out because. Yeah, see your range. Because you sing with so much power and it's like. That is your instrument, right? Do you, mm-hmm. do you do you sit at home and play along or anything? Or is it just the voice is the instrument? That's not an unfortunate. It is to me because I just feel, honestly, I feel like I'm like on the low end of the totem pole compared to most artists because they all do so many things. Like people play the piano, they play guitar, bass, they can play the drums, they can do all these other things. They can play violin and sing. They can do all these things and I just have this. So it's like, I feel mm. like, Hmm, maybe I really do need to try and pick up something. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, but what you have is like, it's it's a thing of like, guys will pick up the guitar and start writing songs and you get, at, at best, you get Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. Not known for his vocals. He's known for his vocals, but not for the reason you'd want to be known for your vocals. <laughs> so these we, we pick up stuff and we just try to do what we can with it. But I think your voice has probably punch through a level of understanding and expertise that most people don't when you dabble with six instruments and production and all yeah. that stuff. I will say that I I strongly believe that I was supposed to be a drummer. Really? Absolutely. Why is that? Because it's just it just sits in my soul. Like I still to this day when I get behind a set of drums, it's going to sound like shit, <laughs> I assure you. But that's where I'm supposed to be like back there, you know, okay. head banging, hair flying. I'm supposed to be doing that. And I, you're as, supposed to be playing heavy drums? Yes. Like 80s arena rock <laughs> drums? Is that what you're supposed to be doing? Any kind of drums, no. Okay. <laughs> no, but when I was a child, I was always drawn to drums. Um, in the church, of course, though, I'm a girl. Drums are important in church. Well, they are, but I'm also drums a girl and organ. in the church. And girls don't do the drums. Girls not supposed to be back there. Get away from those drums. So, yeah. Nah. That, <laughs> I don't know what it is about the drums. I started off on drums, too. I played trombone first, and then I played drums for a long time. Every musician I ever come across, they're like, at sound check or whatever, they're itching to get behind a drum set. The drums have a gravity to them. Everybody wants to learn how to at least play that one loop from their favorite song or one little drum break. Mm-hmm. And everyone gets behind the drums and plays that same. Everyone everyone has that. I couldn't even do that. You couldn't even I do that? I was more like... I don't know. That's pretty good pocket. You know? You could get a lot of pretty much all I had. You could get a lot of gigs doing just that. That's all I had. I don't... All right. I, I, I think I think you're downplaying your ability to probably just sit down and make something happen musically I, at the drum I plan set. on it one day when I get my own place with, in, with you know, installation, not disturbing everyone. <laughs> I got to you. sound like crap until I, I get something going. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your debut album that came out in what, 2017? I believe it was. It's self-titled. Yes. Um, tell me a little bit about how that came together. Um, well, at that time, Marty had pretty much... Um, composed everything so he had all mm. these um all the instruments laid out he had everything he wanted wanted it to sound and we kind of just sat down and was like okay what is this song going to be called okay i have my i have some ideas about some lyrics what do you think about these okay let's scrap that let's put this in so we just yeah. basically worked together to come up with the lyrics of the song but majority of the composition was all marty and the production okay was all marty. where'd you record it at uh Dwayne lundy's shangri-la it was at the time called shangri-la studios now the, I think it's called... The Shangri-La? No. 
Okay. Live in Lexington. <laughs> um, Not the Shangri-La in Southern California. No. I was going to um, say, you would. You guys could hang out there. I think there. it's the Lexington Company now. I think okay. it's changed it too. I could be wrong. You guys would fit right in Shangri-La. <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys are really, really tight. I, I love those boys. I'd do anything for them. So. I got you. So you kind of tag team developing the lyrics and the overall message of the sound and the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. Yep. Um, you have any ideas? Do you like, are you working towards like a new album? Are you coming up with parts on your own? I'm, well, where, our new album is actually done. Ooh, uh, there you go. We are waiting to put it out. We haven't done that yet, but it is done and I love it. And Great. <laughs> hopefully everyone else does when it does become available okay. soon, hopefully yeah. later than the beginning of next year. It's always that difficult thing of people coming up to you and asking you sometimes on a podcast, but mostly just in public going, Hey, where's the next album? When's the it's album? It's already in done. We were at least a little bit productive during COVID. So good yeah, for you. We got it all finished. Good for you. Well, um, I'm trying to think if I have another question for you. Biggest influence vocally if you had to choose if you had to choose just one that you could only let's do a desert island vocalist it would have to be whitney whitney it would have to be i love whitney Mm -hmm. you know what i also love about whitney's songs is the keyboards on them are have these like a lot of the 80s ones Mm -hmm. with the dx7 and all that stuff i play a lot of that stuff all the time (laughs) but that's your desert island no matter what that's your that would be my biggest influence i would say absolutely pretty good influence i think she's pretty well regarded uh vocally she's all right that's a pretty good one (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for coming by today Jocelyn Hampton of Jocelyn and the Sweet Compression. This was a blast. Thanks for talking to me. Thanks for having me. Of course.